My my coworkers told me to go with the muffin one. What's the what's the muffin one? Well, there's two muffins that are in an oven, and one turns to the other muffin and says, "Man, it's really hot in here." Then one of them turns back and says, "Whoa, a talking muffin!" <laughs> <laughs> I just thought everyone knew that joke, but they didn't, and they all really laughed at it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess so." Welcome back to the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. I am still, for some reason, Stall star, star Sheep. You did it four. too. Yes, all right. I'm not alone. And I'm Dave, Gamer Dave Naples. I'm just need to pause every time now to make sure I don't mess it up. I think I'm going to have to too now. Wonderful. <laughs> You've cursed me, therefore. Yep. So, um,. I think we sound pretty good right oh, now, Dave. Huh? I knew you were going to brag about this. I mean, I'm just saying. Mr. Like, sound guy over there got his new mic. Uh, he's just... We had to record right now because he had to play with his new toy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it I, is fun. It's I re- exciting. I really did sort of force an episode out of Dave. Well... Truth I, be told, he... he <laughs> truth I'm be told, he home. was like... I can't uh, leave. Someone help. I want to go home. <laughs> Yeah, I am kind of <laughs> keeping. <laughs> I am kind of keeping him enslaved for the time being. I mean, I'm. I'm well, you know, I'm sorry. He bought I'm, me dinner, but I'm also not really sorry. Like I Wendy, was finally able to invest in a microphone that I've been wanting to invest in for for months now. It seems. Um, uh, for any any and all audiophiles who who care at all, it's the Shure uh, SM Seven uh, B, and uh, I've seen a ton of different people on the YouTube verse or even the podcast verse use this particular microphone for individual miking. So sponsor us, Shure. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? So I'm I am I am using that mic because I paid for it, and Dave is using the mic that we were using previously. We were sharing it before, uh, which is why you probably heard a lot of like room noise and whatnot. Whatever, you don't care. You don't care. I care though. <laughs> he does. I care. It's true. He really and this does. is half of my podcast, so it's I'm going nice. to talk about it. But you know what? Now I'm done because now I feel like a jerk. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Hi, I'm here on this Flareon BM. That's not what it's called. It's, it's the Flareon Bow Movement. That's it definitely will be. not what it's called. And it's a wonderful shade of blue. I really like it. it. It is a wonderful shade of blue. It yeah. is nice. And Dave also has a pop filter over his mic, too. Because I'm irresponsible and can't be trusted, really. Well, <laughs> that has nothing to do with a pop filter, but it does make him look a little more professional, it I does. think. Yeah, I feel more professional. It gives me a nice spot to like aim my voice into. It's you good. can blow air as much as you want in there, too. Ah, uh, isn't this... Isn't that beautiful? This is exactly what background breeze effects for our wonderful. Exactly what everybody signed up for. Ocean themed episode today. We can give you some nice calypso breezes. So this uh, this is gonna. I'm gonna just keep going on. This is gonna be our fifth episode. Uh, So happy five episode anniversary, Dave. Happy fifth anniversary. We are currently um, looking into um, different ventures as far as this podcast goes because we are expecting that by this fifth episode's release, we're gonna have hordes and hordes of fans. So we're thinking. uh, of investing in a website, um, I already have, or at least trying to get some of our um, our other podcast episodes up on on iTunes yeah. because uh, it actually doesn't seem that hard to do. Um, it just takes a little bit of upfront investment. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, when that is up, you know, we'll we'll let everybody know, um, all fan who wants to check this out. Hopefully, on it'll be up by the time this goes up. Hopefully, hopefully. If it's not, I'll be kind of disappointed, honestly. I, so. I sent in the request sometime last week. I imagine they get tons of requests every day because they have to actually make sure that it's legit and that it's not just a bunch of spam. I'm sure, and I and I get it too. Um, so hopefully that'll be up on iTunes by the time this particular episode is up, and hopefully you're listening to it on iTunes as well. Dave is more of the podcast aficionado of this duo, and you know he he contends it's it's very important to make sure that a podcast is available offline. You know for anybody. Who's not, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing whatsoever, um, you know, that to save on data costs and, and whatever like that. I'm absolutely not disagreeing. Um, it's just how do we go about that? You know, we'll figure it out. You guys don't need to hear about it. So I'm not going to waste your time with it anymore. Sure. I'll take care of it. Here you are anyways. So. <sighs> Just get on with it. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've done a couple of episodes lately on video games. And so we wanted to uh, focus on just another movie. And this is slightly recent, I guess. It came out last year, right? So, yeah. Last year, 2015. It was not 2015. It so, was in the last year, I'm pretty sure. So last year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think. Um, as you probably read on the title card, this episode is going to be all about a Moana. A Moana. Moana um, is Disney's Disney Animation Studios proper uh, most recent movie. Um, if you uh, if you happen to tune in to our second episode where we talked about the Disney Renaissance, we briefly mentioned Moana. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about it because yeah, we didn't talk about it much at all compared to all the other ones we talked about. Really, at the time, kind of took a backseat. Yeah, at the time when we were talking about other movies in comparison to you know whether or not it was a, a, a worthy of a second Disney Renaissance, you know we didn't have much to argue about Moana. You know, if, if in the end we were going to say that it was a second. Disney Disney Renaissance, Moana would have been completely welcomed. Yeah, it would have been part of that 100%. So we didn't really go much further beyond that. Um, however, that is doing it slight injustice because... It deserves to be talked about. It absolutely does. Yeah. So my history with the movie is that I had to kind of be coerced. I remember two episodes ago when I told you that I never led you astray. Guess what? I didn't lead you astray again. You're, 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 you're bringing up two incidents, is that right? Yeah. Two incidents. Yeah. So that's 100% to you. It's 100. Is it not 100%? Is two out of two not 100% to you? Well, what is common knowledge? <laughs> what are you common? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to, you know. Okay. Go over there with your God complex. Wow. I'm always okay. right. What am I never wrong, Saul? Okay. I always give you the right. I'm saying it. I didn't lead you astray. <laughs> Once more. Of course, I don't know. I don't know. If you, you sounded like you were going to talk about someone else had to coerce you a little bit, unless that was just me. Yeah, actually, it was, it was one of my coworkers, Pete. Um, Shout we, out to Pete. Yeah. We actually had a bit of a, not a bit of a, we had a big Hamilton so the, the play Hamilton, okay? Everybody at least probably caught whiff of the play Hamilton, whether you're a, a musical aficionado or not. You at least kind of know what the, what the gist is, is that it's a the latest Broadway sensation written by Lin-Manuel Miranda about, uh, about the life of Alexander Hamilton. It was based off of a, a history book also, too. And it was... where he got the inspiration, I think. Yes, and, and the music was of a Lin-Manuel Miranda spin, which was very hip-hop-based, uh, which is not... Common at all for Broadway, but it worked extremely well. Yeah. So uh, Pete and I were on a big Hamilton fix, like just like listening to it over and so over and you, over again. I don't actually know if you're big on Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. 
My wife is really big into Hamilton, too. I've enjoyed what I've heard, but I haven't, like... We listened to the first half together, and we just haven't had a chance to listen to the second half. But mm. I've, I've liked what I've heard. The music is definitely not what I would consider my style, but mm. it hasn't prevented me from enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how it's been able to like cross boundaries yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. That like you know you won't you won't go if you happen to go into the play you won't you know drop your monocle into your wine and be like I say <laughs> I say this is isn't... that fellow doing the hippest of hops. <laughs> I've never been so incensed in my life. <laughs> you will not be doing that. <laughs> no. And so, um, uh, so after that, uh, Lin Manuel pretty much became like a, a star, pretty much uh, because because yeah. he was he on a star on the Walk of Fame. Wow, already? Yeah. Wow. I saw this. I don't remember where. I think it was just internet banter. But Lin Manuel Miranda and Weird Al are both getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at the same time, and they found out together while having lunch. <laughs> Because that's how it goes. Man, I want to have lunch with Weird Al. <laughs> I would love to have lunch with Weird Al. I bet I would, have, no- I bet I would have nothing to say. <laughs> Probably. Did you ever... You never, you never watched Chris Farley on SNL, did you? No. He had he had one running segment where like he would conduct interviews like with high-profile celebrities, but it was always just like... <laughs> so, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Paul McCartney, <laughs> do you... Um, <laughs> do, you, do you remember when you were in the Beatles... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. I'm I'm pretty sure I would be that with Weird Al. Like, do you remember when you when <laughs> when you did eat it? Saw eat it in like, like the yeah. 80s or whatever. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I you know, I really worked hard on it. I'm I am really bad with celebrities. The, the, on the very few celebrities that I've met in my lifetime, which is not very many, I am not good at meeting them. You're big time, man. I'm trying. What? You're big time. What do you mean I'm big time? You met Aaron and Susie. I did. How does that make me big time? You're big time. I was a complete fool. Anyway, um, probably talk about the movie. Oh, right. Shouldn't we? <laughs> Shouldn't God. we? Lin Manuel. <laughs> so, anyways, um. He was my connection to Moana uh, because he was part of the songwriting or just like the music writing team of the whole movie as well. That was all I knew uh, going into the movie that, oh, Lin-Manuel did some music for there. So I was like, okay, well, that's a step up from Frozen. Um, (laughs) Starting early. Oh, (laughs) jeez. We we had discussed before this episode started that uh, we're going to be comparing it to Frozen quite a bit. There's some good reasons behind that. We'll get into that. Anyways, um, so there was that... Um, however, I missed it in theaters for whatever reason. I honestly, I didn't have much desire to watch it. Uh, I had seen previews and, and what have you. Oh, The Rock is playing, you know, this big dude, and oh, he gets a song too. Cool for him. And I think I actually saw the song too, like premiered on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, it's The Rock singing. He's clearly auto tuned, but like he's not doing a bad job. I can't hate on the guy, you know. Um, Who could hate on The Rock? Oh, what a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I actually don't know. It seems like a great okay, guy. Never mind. He's not a great guy. Oh, Confirmed okay. by Gamer Dave. I, mean, I the just Rock don't know. Is not I don't guy. like I don't like making statements like that. But <laughs> anyways, um, what happened? Like you and I were just gonna hang one day, and you were like, "You should see Moana," right? Yeah. How did How did like it happen that. for you? How did you start on the movie? I I think my uh, my sister got it and they either brought it up one time when they were visiting or you know I just wanted to see it because it was the latest Disney animated movie so I borrowed it or something yeah I think I borrowed it um and I just watched it and I did not even 
unsurprisingly, I had much less knowledge of Lin-Manuel Miranda or anything like that going on. My wife did, and she, you know, told me, she's like, oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda did Hamilton. I was like, great, cool, whatever. But it wasn't like, oh, I want to see this musical that he did. It was just like, oh, I want to see the Disney movie. And so I watched it, and we were both really, really impressed. We liked it a lot, which is when I told Saul, like, you should really see this movie. Because, I mean, it's Disney. We're going to see it eventually. Like, why wait any longer to see a really good movie? So I, we had the opportunity to hang one day, and... We were just like, let's go ahead and get lunch. And oh, that's right. It was when you came over, and we actually bought it because yeah. I didn't have the copy anymore. Yeah, and I don't. And I, I was okay with just buying the copy of the DVD. Well, no, uh, we were going to give Dave the copy, then I was going to get the digital copy. Is that illegal for us to tell people we did that? No, yeah, whatever. Whatever. We paid <laughs> money for it. Yeah, that's true. I can do um, what I want with my digital copy. And so we did that. We went back to his place. We watched the movie, and I. I really liked I liked it so much I watched it a second time as soon as I came home from his place <laughs> and I made sure that Bethany was watching it with me my wife <laughs> and um, I I really 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 like that movie yeah I absolutely really like that movie you kind of like binged on it quite a bit after that does that happen to you yes uh, okay I'm not sure if that was <laughs> no 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 if there's if there's a movie that I like really 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 love I will binge it over okay. and over again I will fall asleep to it yeah. I will wake up I will take a shower with it playing in the background <laughs> wow like, I'm, I'm I'm intense and not yeah. in a good way well, you know. <laughs> it's not like a proud like I'm intense you do you man I watch Moana like 15 times today. You're not a fan unless you watched it in the shower. <laughs> Get the true water experience. The true water experience. In 4D. Okay. In, you know. All right, that's enough. All right. That's <laughs> you insist. So one of the one of the biggest things that I think stands out in Moana um, as just being good, I mean, is straight up the character herself. It's really hard nowadays. Um, going into Disney movies that are, you know, female-led without feeling like they're trying to push something down your throat, you know? Um, well, I... You say, like, it's hard with female leads, so, okay, I didn't feel that way in Princess or Tangled, so we're really... Did you feel like those are trying to push something down your throat? Yes, and, and Princess, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, not, not, that, okay. not as harsh as Frozen, yeah. but in Princess, they really wanted to take away the wish upon a star idea. They did that a lot. Yeah, I guess that's true. And so that was one thing they pushed away. Tangled, uh, okay, not so much. Yeah. Not so much in Tangled. I mean... Definitely Frozen. Definitely Frozen. Definitely Zootopia. Definitely Zootopia. Uh, the other ones weren't female leads, so... Big Hero and, and Rick, Rick and Ralph. Ralph Ray. Yeah. Moana, though, Moana, is, I mean, basically follows the same formula of, like, a princess movie, what have you, but it it, it virtually shoves nothing down your it throat. Feel, it all feels very natural. Yeah. Um, yeah, it never feels forced. It's just... It's this girl who doesn't necessarily want to fit into where she's supposed to, and not out of any selfish reason. It's not Ariel wanting to leave the ocean and not be daddy's singer, like, because she found some hot guy. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's just, she's not, she doesn't want to do it, and because it doesn't feel like she just has this passion for the ocean and for sailing and these things that are sort of off limits for not bad reasons. It's not like dad's just being a tyrant. He's, you know, he's following their age old customs and they have reasons for why they do things. And, you know, eventually the first song, I mean, well, we it, just get started. It goes, <laughs> like, a, it goes a little beyond that though, because she, 
you know, like eventually, especially after the first song, or rather during the first song, she kind of lets go of that desire a yes. little bit. And that's real. That was actually one of the coolest parts. Yes, I thought of the movie because it showed her character. She was not just a vehicle that wanted to go into the ocean and yes. the movie. She was a person, and she. The reason it establishes that from when she was young, she had this passion for the ocean, and then as she grows up, like it, it does what a montage should do. It shows you how she still has that, but she realized why her place on the island was important and she realized it and you can tell she really cares about her family she really cares about her island she really cares about the people on her island and that's why she starts doing you know what she does for a lot of them why she starts feeling this role she, that she initially doesn't want to and she doesn't resent it it's not like a bitterness she does it with the right attitude and she's just extremely likable like you really root for her the whole time and it it shows who she is and explains her actions from that point on and it's great when i was watching the the opening song where you are for the first time when i was when we were watching it together i was really afraid this was going to be like a you know i don't want to be you know leader yeah. of the tribe i just want to be in the ocean you know yeah. sort of story i mean because that story's been done to death um i was really afraid that what it was going to be and in fact after the song was over i was a little like okay so when is this going to happen like when when is she going to complain you know like yada it, yada because it, like, it didn't quite hit me that like she had let it go at that point you know yeah and it's not that it wasn't still in her but she had I just said let it go <laughs> well if you hadn't pointed it out i just said let God, it go. i i wouldn't have even noticed whatever i'm I ignoring it i'm it ignoring go. it um so gosh i'm so thrown off now um <laughs> you know she doesn't she gets to the end of the song and she's just doing her thing and she's not bitter about being a leader of this island and it just sort of she hasn't given up on the fact that she loves the ocean and it just sort of it it winds up showing itself in a really weird way now that I think about it. It's just like she's learning how to be the chief and she and her dad have a disagreement on how to deal with this one specific issue. And his sort of way of doing it is like, well, we'll just kind of wait and I'm sure it'll fix itself. Where she's like, let's go outside. The issue is that they're not catching any fish at any of their fishing spots and they need yeah, that the trees for food. The trees are dying and yeah, stuff Yeah, so too. food is getting, it's the weird stuff's going on. And so in this specific instance, they're trying to figure out, well, where are the fish? We fished everywhere where we usually do. And so I'm said let's go past the reef which is like the no-no zone because then you're in open ocean and stuff like that um and the rule is you don't go past the reef and she's not doing it because she just wants to sail but she does it standing on a boat holding an oar pointing out and her dad had like ptsd about his daughter wanting to leave and sort of flips out on her a little bit and that sort of re triggers this whole thing where she does love the ocean. That's not what she was trying to do, and it doesn't feel like she was trying to, like, trick her dad by being like, oh, well, we could do this to fix the problem. It really feels like she just wants to fix the problem. Absolutely. And she's more willing to do this than her father because that's just, like, who she is, and that's where her passion is. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of kicks starts kicking everything else back into overdrive from that point. And that's uh, just... And then Grandma. It's a... Oh, yeah. It's just a very different way of starting a Disney princess movie in that way, especially one that maybe intentionally tried to, like, lead you in another direction uh, with thinking that that same old character trope was going to be it, you know? Yeah. I think I think that was brilliant. And I think it was... It was much... It was way more believable. It was very elegant. Yeah. I think it's the best way of saying it. Okay, it, all, yeah. it all just flowed. It felt right and mm -hmm. felt good you understood this character and you were rooting for her and, and to be fair you know the the character of Moana in fact the whole story is not an unpredictable one you know no. like it, it is 
in in the end a new telling of a princess story in a way uh, you know where the where she is the hero she has grown through this through the whole like struggle and everything like that and she you know goes through a lot of peril and yada yada but then of course she ends up being the victor at the end of the day spoilers whatever and and so it's nothing new in in a way but the character was just was done well was very was all the characters executed the very story. well yeah. yeah i mean so i guess we can start talking about the other characters too her her sidekick obviously non-romantic sidekick i must say also yes. played by cool. dwayne the rock johnson dwayne maui the rock johnson. who pretty much uh maui you know the demigod in this case from what i understand maui is has different iterations in the polynesian culture based um, on my research this is pretty close oh yeah okay yeah i mean it's it, it's wikipedia but, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's, you know, we're in a new era where people on the Internet trust Wikipedia generally. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, Maui kind of s- starts the, 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 the issue with the whole movie, uh, basically, without going into too much detail. Uh, and pretty much I Maui. Sh- I should point out that Maui, his character and his abilities and sort of the lore behind him that he goes into more in his song seems pretty much accurate. Um, I don't think Tafiti or like the heart of Tafiti or any of that is based in any sort of Polynesian oh, okay. story, but I could be wrong about that. It, it's not anything I've found in my cursory research, so mm-hmm. I'll just put that out there, disclaimer. But like the powers of Maui were like accurate? Yes, there are different iterations of him, and I think one of them, not all of them, but I think at least one of them has, like, shape-shifting. Okay. I think. Basically, Maui is a demigod, um, and his whole backstory is revealed. That's a big part of his character arc, too. Um, But, like, his basic demigod powers is that he's he's obviously gigantic, so he has, like, a lot of super strength and whatnot. And uh, with his magic fish hook, which is also his, like, his weapon, he can shape-shift into a variety of different animals. And he does that, like, depending, you know, he can be a soaring eagle, he can be a little bug, he can be a shark, shark head. Um, so, like, that's that's his power and whatnot. But, like, he's also a thousand years old or more and more. Well, he's immortal, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. So he he knows stuff and he does things, basically. Yeah. Uh, Maui comes off as being the very cocky sort of you know, I'm I'm a demigod, so and of course... you're not. And you're not, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, he in the beginning definitely seems like he's only in it for himself as far as like the whole movie goes. I love that too by the way. Probably one of my favorite things about Maui I kind of want to talk about the songs now but you've already... We're you can go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go well, ahead. Well, I mean just like uh, this song in his song specifically one of my favorite things is that they described him in the beginning as like a trickster god which is a really big part of a lot of old like mythology and stuff. There's these trickster characters yeah. and so they really as his song You're Welcome goes on you can sort of hear hear that he's Moana's totally into it she's having a good time it's a fun song whatever and you can hear that he's leading up to the part where he's gonna like take her boat and just leave her there <laughs> yeah. and then he just sort of leads her into the cave and is like alright bye and just closes the door behind oh my her gosh. and it, it communicates it was really cool seeing that they weren't just like, yeah, he's a trickster god and just sort of left at that and never touched it. But, like, he does that a lot, and it's great. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. That song was also really good, too. That that was one of the first songs I heard from the movie outside, before I saw the whole movie at first. And that song is very similar to a song in Hamilton, uh, which is also comedic. 
Uh, it's called You'll Be Back. You should just look it up. Oh, I know um, what you're talking about. Yep. It, it sounds it. incredibly similar to it. So that's why I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is, this is definitely like a Lin-Manuel Miranda joint, you know. Um, it's a good song. And I think The Rock does it well, too. I mean, I know he's auto-tuned. He never professes that he's an awesome singer. But you know what? Not well, every... performed it well. Yeah, not every performer has to be the greatest singer. You know, if you are, awesome. But if you can just hold a pitch, basically, <laughs> you helps, know. Yeah. And, and just have a, a, a good performance out of it. And his is. His is a very good performance. Huh? Um, so I had I had no issues with that. Some people did. And I think some people expected me to have issues about that because I normally do have issues about stuff like I wondered. That. Um, I didn't have any issues with it, but you have a much more discerning ear than I do. Yeah, because like, I have issues with movies like the most recent uh, iteration of Les Miserables. You know, how, how much of a huge deal... a lot of people had issues with that. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, they made a gigantic huge deal over, oh, the actors were actually singing and they actually did it on set. So it was like, a, okay, why don't I just see it in the play then? Huh? Yeah, that's why don't true. I just actually see it on play? And how about this? They weren't even that great. Not yeah. all of them. They weren't bad, but like some of it was like uncomfortable. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Oh, there it is. We were all thinking it. You said it. We're here now. <laughs> Bad. Bad. <laughs> Just bad. bad. Uh, Hugh Jackman has had a history on like the stage. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. Particularly Dave and I know know him in uh, as Curly from Oklahoma. It was great. Oh boy. I like what are you it was good. He he just has a very distinct way of singing. And he only has one distinct way of singing, and that's and that's what he brought to Les Mis also as as he was Jean Valjean, yeah. Um, Anne Hathaway, sure, okay. Although I dreamed the dream was really uncomfortable because it was just like an only a shot of her face like crying and stuff, which was just uncomfortable to me. But that's actually that's not normally what people beat on about the movie. Um, anyway, I just, I just don't like it as a big selling point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we did this, we're automatically great. You know, like. That's, that's the sense I got from there. You don't get that sense from Moana, going back to over here, you know yeah. what I mean? And I had, I had no issue at all. Matter of fact, I really like that song, and I really like The Rock's performance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some other songs come up like uh, uh, that are kind of a joint effort from Lin-Manuel, the, uh, the, the Polynesian, uh, basically Polynesian rock star that they got to help him out with. His name was like Opitaya uh, something. Dave's going to look it up. So I don't disrespect him. And I, and I, and I absolutely want to yeah, respect this of, man. Yeah, he did a good job. He did um, a great job. I, I think. will say I looked him up singing one of these songs and I was like, oh, well, at least he was out of tune in the movie. Oh, boy. But <laughs> it was not a great performance. Oh, but boy. You can't you can't have everything, but mm-hmm. until we find his name, um, so so it, we kind of skipped the song. If you want to go back, I mean, we didn't talk too much. I mean, do you want to hit all the songs one by one and talk about them, or do you want to talk about the movie? Why don't we do that? Why don't we get that out of the way? Yeah, right. So we talked about where you are. It's a great intro song. Um, you know, shows Moana growing up from a child to a teenager, and as we said before, also shows the turn away from you know Moana only caring about herself and what she wants and understanding her responsibility to the tribe, hmm. uh, which is gigantic I think uh, visually it's done well and in the music it's done very well too I think yeah I remember you mentioned that when your wife watched it she commented on the fact that the lyrics were not great throughout the majority of that song it yeah like you know there's a couple of lines where you know somebody will say a lead line and then like the chorus or like the choir will like repeat it right after but they don't really mesh well together so it just sort of sounds yeah. like two people talking over each other yeah and I agree some of the lyrics don't flow super well some of the rhymes I think they rhyme with the same word a couple times which 
which is always a little bit, it's like, I don't know, and it's, you know, you could do better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Surely you could have. But it's super catchy, and it's super fun, and it's super yes. good. Uh, the next song is the, you know, the flagship song, basically. You know, every princess has to have her own song. Um, and this one was uh, um, How Far I'll Go. And this one was good. I really like um, Aulani uh, uh, Carvalho. Yeah, let me make sure you're not butchering that Man, one, Man, I'm just the worst, aren't I? Yeah, Ali. Ali, uh, sheesh. Carvalho, wow. yeah. Pardon me, please. I'm sorry, it's important. I, I, no, I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I really want to, to make sure I'm, I'm respecting these people. I actually have a hard time pronouncing her last name. It's Carvalho, I think. Carvalho. Okay. I don't know if the H is silent. She was basically found as a casting call mm-hmm. uh, for all in, in Hawaii and like other Polynesian uh, Which is cool. areas. Yeah, and she, she's literally an unknown. Yeah. Uh, but she that came out of the That's another thing woodworks. I felt like they did a good job of without rubbing in your face. Is almost everyone in this movie has Polynesian. Asian descent who's like playing characters yeah Um, which was just like they didn't make a big deal of it up front but it was cool and the movie never suffers for it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's neat very neat she has a really awesome singing voice too I think she never she never belts out and to be fair the song doesn't really like necessitate her to just like belt out and scream uh which is which is awesome i think the song is pretty catchy too i don't know if i'd say it's the best princess song out there it's probably not but it is good i think it is lower on my list in this movie um it's not one that i would very often flip to like if i'm listening to the soundtrack you know i think it's still Um, very catchy yeah there's nothing wrong with it but it's not mm. And, and to be honest like you know if we were to say like you know you know is it better than let it go I don't know. Yeah. As as like a standalone song. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would I would almost say it's not if you're gonna compare them song to song. Yeah. Because Let It Go is more energetic, is more epic. Yeah. Um has less words, you know, cause like uh, how like how far it goes, like, you know, ba da da ba da da ba da da ba da ba da Let It Go is just da 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 like Yeah, it's it's much Simpler and easier to, I don't know, yeah. get an earworming in your head, I guess. Now, they um, did make poor Adina Menzel belt the crap out of that last that's note, That's her though. job, man. That's <sighs> why so he hired her. Man, I feel so bad for her. Well. She nailed it in the studio, but, like, I can't imagine how, like, doing it live, how she's not just like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe they made me do this. <laughs> I did not think this decision through. So then the next song that appears up in Moana is uh, sort of uh, when Moana is realizing uh, her ancestry and like what how, Ooh, how they used yeah. to be. That song is called We Know the Way. I love that yes, song. That song it is, is such so a good. good song. All right, let me let me pull up his name. His name is uh, Opatea Fawaii. Okay. I, I hope do. I didn't pronounce that correctly. Very but good, very awesome, sir. Very thanks. good. Thanks. Uh, the the song was um, it, it was performed by him as well. He's the one voicing that guy. He he voices the the man actually speaking in the Polynesian language. Yes. Uh, but then Lin Manuel sings the the English portion of it. Oh really? I didn't actually know that. Oh no, I recognize it right away just because of how much <laughs> Hamilton I've heard. Um, that song was. Have you ever watched the music special features behind that? No. That was the first song that they wrote for the movie. Yeah. Oh, I I did know that that was originally going to be the opening before they went with um, I don't remember the name of the song we were Where just listening are. to it the, no 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 the opener so at the beginning of the movie oh oh oh, oh. Uh, yeah where they had sort of all the Polynesian which is beautiful by the way yes I, I'll, I'll go back to that really quick this movie 
I feel like successfully did what I thought Frozen was going to do based on its opening. Yeah. They both open with a song that feels very appropriate to the setting they're putting out there. And so you assume, like, oh, I'm going to get this really cool Norwegian vibe throughout the whole movie. And Frozen, like, completely abandons that after yeah. the first song. I didn't even Whereas, make that connection. Yeah, Moana just hits it completely. They start out with that, and neither one of them is, like, a big song. Like, they're not going to be the ones that people perform necessarily. Um, but they start with this very... They, they feel like they're setting a tone. And Frozen really did, like even when I just first saw it I was like yeah this is where we're going and it didn't and I didn't really make this connection with Moana until recently but I was like yeah they, they tried to do the same thing here with Moana and they did it like they actually stuck with this Polynesian feel throughout the entire movie and I'm sure that was somewhat intentional like there's there's a perception with Disney that they are trying to really focus on getting these sort of uh, I don't know they're trying I mean, to be culturally minority. sensitive they're trying to be culturally sensitive yeah. and so they're trying to like focus on this Polynesian culture that isn't necessarily well known by people and mm-hmm. that's I don't want to say that's easier to do than like a Norwegian thing but like a Norwegian thing it's easier to be like eh, it's just white people like whatever <laughs> like you know I, I, I honestly think that that was probably in the back of their mind they're like alright like we don't have to like really do this cause like you know we won't see like super culturally sensitive to show like Norwegian stuff but like I think that was part of it not to be like Mr. like well they only did it to get attention or whatever but they did it they should have done it for Frozen and they did do it here and the movie worked out so much better because of it right as a whole like the music as a whole worked so much better so we're um um, anyway, that song is awesome, and I want to learn the alternate language, the uh, Polynesian words to that song, yeah. just because they sound so cool. <laughs> Going back to, to We Know the Way, um, which is the song that has Opitaya in it and Lin-Manuel singing, this is the first joint venture between them and the score composer, which is Mark Mancina. Um, they they wrote that song basically first, and if you if you have the DVD, check out the special features on the music. It's really awesome just seeing how the three of them were just so amped up to do this and to do it justice. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them, and I think they did. We know the way. I th- I think is still my favorite song in the whole movie. I agree, actually. And unfortunately, it's only there for like a minute and yeah, a half. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about it is that it's too short. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that happens all the time where I'll I'll like fall in love with the song. It's like, wait, why is this only like two minutes? Like, when like I want to, so I just got to listen to it on repeat. But then it, I don't know, it doesn't maintain the magic as much. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, the next song is is "You're Welcome," which is a Maui song. That is the next most likely song. Well, I don't know. The first song is I'm pretty likely to put on repeat, but "You're Welcome" is just so fun. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just so fun. Uh, <laughs> and the rock really sells it. The next song after that is, I guess, what you would consider a villain song. There is a villain. In, in in Moana, but it's not like a Jafar or an Ursula by any means. In fact, a Scar or Scar, like the the villain in this movie. Well, um, they're kind of a couple, like a main of. villain. Like you know what I mean. Like there isn't a Jafar. There isn't a Jafar. No, there is not there a main villain, but there yeah. are a couple of characters who act as the villains. Yeah, um, and so this particular villain gets a song. Um, it's a giant crab named Tamatoa. Yeah, uh, voice by Jemaine Clement from uh, uh, Flight of the Concords fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he and has Polynesian ancestry. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah, I think he's because well, they're, uh, they're like a Kiwi. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so he sings a song quite randomly too. And it's a little, it's a little tongue it's a little in cheek. Jarring. It, yeah. Like when the song happened, I barely understood what was happening. I was like, "Whoa, whoa! This is this is a song now." Like, all right, yeah. Its placement in the movie is very forced. 
Is that fair? Is I, that a little strong? No, I think you're right. Yeah. I'd say so. It, yeah. it is It is kind of... Like, if the song didn't exist in the movie, I think it still would have been okay. Yeah. If there was another song played somewhere else, you know? Which isn't to say the song is bad. Um, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. The song is meant to be a sort of tribute to... Lin-Manuel Miranda has said that he wrote that song specifically to sound like Flight of the Concords because he knew Jermaine <laughs> Clement was going to do it. Um, and also to kind of throw back to David Bowie a little bit. And this was before he passed away, too. Um, and I, I think he achieved that. It doesn't necessarily mean I like the song that much. I love the scene. There's some wonderful visuals happening in yes, that scene. Yes, um, And an important uh, important the note for, for Maui's like yeah, character development, plot, too. Yeah, but the song... Eh, the song has grown on me. It really does. Like, the first time... My wife and I both read... The first time we heard it, we were like, well, I'm okay never hearing that song again. <laughs> and then we kind of heard it again, and we're like, wait, that's kind of that's kind of catchy. Like, did I just need to see it outside the context of the movie? Like, and then we listened to it again, and like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Like, without the really jarring start of it, and it, it really, if you haven't seen it, it feels really jarring. Like, you're just, yeah. like, in the scene, all of a sudden, like, oh, 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 we're singing. <laughs> like, I feel like I already missed, like, half the song. Like, not half the song, but, you know, you miss the intro lines because you're, like, so jarred by the fact that he's suddenly, like, singing in tone. And you're just like, oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a fine song on its own. It's fun. Um, it's very cheesy. Like, I would say <laughs> it is definitely a guilty pleasure if you're listening to that song multiple times. Like, it's the best way I would say Yeah, I guess. It, I know? mean, like, I've been caught with, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have been caught with that song being stuck in my head incessantly. Yeah. I'll be like, I remember, like, I, I, I went out to dinner with Bethany one time, and then I just, like, I just, you know, put in my iPhone and found the song. She's like, can't we at least listen to like a good song from the movie? And I was like, I'm sorry. There's like four other ones. I was like, like, you can pick one. I was like, I'm sorry. It's just stuck in my head. I have to get it out. I, we listened to it the whole right down. Also, Gosh. like, <laughs> sorry, Bethany. Oh, so um, so that's the last like. Uh, or, like original song in the movie because then there's a reprise um, that um, it's a reprise of a it's, is it a combo? It is a yeah, it's a slight combo of the first song song of the movie of Where You Are and the princess song How Far I'll Go. Oh yeah 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 that one. Sorry uh, that was one song. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is sort of uh, Moana's like her like her re motive her reinvigorating like to finish her quest you know yeah um I thought that was done well that was like I that's, thought it was really good that's that the scene. one time that Moana like does get to belt um and I think she did it well because she's not shouting yeah. she's belting and I think like uh you know I think there's a big distinction behind that too you know that scene I don't want to call it that scene that scene made me cry oh like, did that it whole, yeah oh okay. I, that scene really got to me oh uh, I don't want to spoil oh do we care about spoiling this I'm not sure. You can say it. I mean, yeah, it's just like when grandma comes back and you're just like, grandma's such an emotional, like, she's like the emotional focus of this movie, like just sort of being this mentor to her. And I thought the way they handled her was really good. Mm -hmm. Like they never make it so that she's like forcing this on Moana. It's just like, I know this is what you want to do. You know what this is want to do. You want to do. And like, you need to know that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Even though the rest of it kind of says it isn't. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, she's a tie to the past. She's like the sage or whatever, but um, it was really good. And just sort of, it's at a low point. You know, it's the classic, like, the low point where everything looks like it's failed and nothing can go right. Yeah. It's kind of like, but it's all done really well. And there are, there are a lot of really intricacies in that whole scene that I could get into that I thought were really deep and meaningful and good. Um, 
So if you want, we can come back to you, it. But well, yeah, because the only the last song, the last two songs, is a, a reprise of the very first song we hear in the movie, which is a, a Polynesian song, uh, yeah. a Polynesian name. So I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> it is, it's beautiful though. Yeah. Um, uh, Moana herself sings it, and then it's a reprise of where of uh, where you are at the end. Yes. Uh, the very end of the movie. Um, no, 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 no. I'm no, sorry. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's not we know the way. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both begin with W's. I mean. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the music, great music. I give it a yeah. nine. I give it a solid nine out of ten, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of, one of, it is now officially one of my favorite Disney soundtracks. Yeah. This, I mean, it's not my favorite Disney soundtrack. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not I, sure if I'm ready to assign numbers to it just right off the top of my head. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you mean like a, a, an out of ten out number? Of 10. Okay. Yeah. But I I don't have any issues with it. If you put this on in the car, I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's pretty. It's pretty complete too. Like the we talked about kind of our issues with Shiny, but there's no songs. I'm just like, eh, skip this one. Like whatever, you know. Yeah, um, you know what? That's true. I wouldn't skip Shiny. Yeah, it's true. You might regret not skipping it later when it's stuck in your head. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's not like when you hear it, you want to skip it. No, that's very true. Yeah. Um, so what are these what are these intricacies you're kind of talking about here in the story? I really, um, I really feel like the way that they developed Mana was so good i felt like the worldview that they were sort of espousing here was so smart um it's kind of hard not to talk about this without talking about my personal beliefs and like my worldview so i mean i'll just say it we're, we're both uh, evangelical christians um so that's sort of the worldview we're working with and a lot of the stuff that they showed in this movie is like i don't think this was intentional but it lines up very well with a lot of sort of christian thought i'll, I'll jump back to the first time when i really like saw it uh when when Maui and Moana are climbing up the mountain to get to um, where they eventually run into Tamatoa, um, you know, they're talking about, like, why did they send you? Like, why did your village send you? And, like, well, my village didn't send me. They didn't want to go. But the ocean, you know, it gave me this, the heart, and it sent me on its way. And Moana and Maui's kind of like, okay, the ocean. Like, yeah, that's great. Like, the ocean doesn't know what it's talking about. Like, why would it choose you? Why are you special? Like, why didn't the ocean just do it on its own? And I was just like, hmm, hmm isn't that an interesting like isn't that an interesting thing to say from my perspective because don't we often think like don't we often like sort of hear that Christians like well why doesn't God just do this or why doesn't mm. God doesn't know what he's doing kind of thing I know never that was, ever made that connection yeah I got that immediately and I was just like isn't that an interesting sort of thing they're putting out there like not even that I think they were doing that but it, it really is sort of this this message of you're believing in something that's bigger than yourself uh, even when it doesn't necessarily make sense. And that eventually leads to her believing in herself a bit more because she starts trusting that she was chosen for a reason. Um, going forward again to sort of how the ocean operates, in that scene where she's ready to give up or whatever, she gives the heart back. Um, she's like, take this. Like, I don't want this anymore. And at first the ocean's like, no, this is yours. I gave it to you. But she insists and she took it back. And I feel like that's also just a really interesting picture of... This is getting a little deep, and it's just something my, my wife pointed out. But it's just like sometimes God God won't take it from you, but if you're like giving it to Him, like He's not going to force you to keep doing it, type thing. Um, that's just sort of a theological thing, and um, yeah, just a lot of stuff like that. And just how when when she tries to turn back, Grandma's like, you know, if you want to go back, like you can. Like I'm not going to stop you. Like it's fine. And that I feel like God kind of does that with us a lot of times too, where it's not like a, you know, you 
you're missing out. It's your choice. Like she would have missed out on a lot if she had turned around, obviously, but it, it was never like a, the ocean. It's the ocean. Like it could have just pushed her towards there and been like, do it. Like you need to do it. Like grandma knows this needs to happen or bad stuff will happen to her island and everywhere else. But she's not, she's not being a jerk about it and be like, you know how important this is. Like, go do it. Like stop, stop wimping out. Like, it's just like, it was grandma loved her. Grandma loved her and she knew that she was able to do it and she knew her heart and knew that like I think she kind of knew that she wouldn't be able to turn around but it wasn't out of a manipulative thing it was just like I know you and if you want to turn around I'm still going to love you like I'm still going to be your grandma even though I'm technically dead or whatever spoiler but you know um just stuff like that was just really small stuff that it was just like what you're saying what you're communicating through this is really good it's really smart. It is really valuable. And it's stuff like that that really gets me. That it, It's stuff like that that pushes um, Princess and the Frog entangled to as high as they are, in my opinion, too. Is because there are also little things like that where there's sort of these small interactions, but they mean a lot. Um, so those are just some of the scenes that really got to me. And since I said that Grandma died, I'll say that I cried at that, too. So. Um. I liked it when the rooster <laughs> fell in the water, and and it was it was just funny. That's why that's what I liked about the. You did really thing. like that animation. You commented on that where he like slams the door. Yeah, I I, I, I the rooster was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Ha 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 ha. Those are funny times. Did you like the shark head joke too? Yeah, the shark is funny. Yeah, the shark I actually didn't like that one. <laughs> there are a few. There are a few Maui jokes that sort of like immediately de-immersed me and I was like why why did you do the tweeting yeah the joke? tweeting joke yeah, yeah. That, I mean like I, you know what when that happened I was definitely afraid of a uh, oh yeah a pop culture oh you yeah know, like sort the of... new genie but like bad yeah <laughs> But you know what? That only happens a few times in the movie, so it doesn't it doesn't take you away from the immersion that mm-hmm. much. Um, you know, uh, you know, since, since we were talking about that, the humor in this movie is done super well. I think the humor is done super super well. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that that we thought was kind of interesting, and this this is not really significant, is that in the beginning of the movie, Moana clearly has this like small little pig sidekick. Uh, its name is Pua. Yeah, that's um, right. In fact, it's even kind of a part of uh, some of the struggle and like before like the plot really kind of goes on. Um, and the the pig is cute. Clearly, looks like it could be good like plushy material, yeah, right? Sell that merchandise, baby. But when and the, you would swear, I would have sworn. I was like, oh, the pig's gonna wind up on the boat with her. Like obviously, you but know, when, when the journey <laughs> actually happens, the pig is not on the boat with her. Never it is instead again, this really dumb rooster named Hey Hey. Yeah. Um. That side note, voiced by Alan Tudyk, by the yeah, way. Yeah. That's their new shtick. Is where they have to have yeah, him every. They're trying to be the, Pixar. What's the, what's the name of the guy? John Pixar? Ratzenberger. Yeah. 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 Um, but this rooster is freaking hilarious. Is <laughs> he's just dumb, right? Like you see him eating rocks. Uh, Maui keeps on trying to fatten him up to eat him, but like he never actually eats the food. Yeah. He just like keeps pecking like outside of the food. <laughs> and there's a couple of times, there's several times where he just falls into the ocean because he doesn't know where he is, so he just walks off the boat as if there's like still things there. And eventually, the ocean just like can't stand it and just like grabs him himself or the ocean by itself shoves him inside of like the little cabbie and just like locks the cabinet and just like 
it's you were really taken by how it shook after did that because it's, it was it's very brilliant subtle. you know yeah. i remember hearing like you know eager raptor kind of talking about like one of like the basic art school things is to like animate a bag of sand, sand bag, yeah. and give it personality yeah. right they gave a wave looking thing personality there you yeah. know because yeah the ocean is pretty much god in this movie or a god i guess yeah and um, it's sort of the driving yeah. mystical force so to speak and to, so to see you know another dimension of not just like of like actual like annoyance over this <laughs> yeah uh, that is still my favorite scene in the movie and how much character they were able to give a stupid wave of water yeah. you know is 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 brilliant to me it's not like disney has never done stuff like that before but when it's good, it's good, you yeah. know? And you can certainly parlay that right into complimenting all the water animation. Oh, my goodness. Which is, it's, you know, it's notoriously difficult to do, but it all looks gorgeous. All like, looks gorgeous. It's all really good. It all looks very natural, you know? Yeah. And the colors are so good. The colors are so tropical and so just peaceful. Yeah, it's, all... it's, it's very, like, saturated. So, mm, like, it feels yeah. like you're looking at, like, a postcard of Hawaii the yeah. whole time. In, in a good way, too, you know? Mm. There's, like, obviously lots of blues, like, for the sky and for the ocean. Mm. Greens for the trees and uh i'm not gonna (laughs) not gonna encourage this behavior no i just i i can't continue on i know you're just gonna keep doing that (laughs) um yeah so the the animation design is is wonderful in there i think like um you know we we had marveled during the the second disney renaissance uh, episode that the animation entangled was was a, impeccable like absolutely yeah. impeccable uh, especially when it comes to facial features and facial structures Ooh. expressions and whatnot that is my personal favorite part of tangled yeah. uh, uh, tangled animation mm-hmm. moana's i mean does that too you know, yeah. by now they've they've definitely sort of perfected their Disney style of animation because like Moana definitely looks like a, a new Disney styled like princess, you know, with yeah. the big eyes and yada yada, you know. Like I said before, she looks very Rapunzel, but they do enough with her face to make it so it's not as bad as like Elsa or Anna. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's cool. Like um, one thing you could definitely say about the animation is, I feel like in each of these sort of three movies, Tangled, Frozen, and Moana, they really tried to focus on sort of one thing where they're like, "We're gonna make this look really good," and this is sort of the motif. So in Moana, it's a lot of the water and that mm-hmm. tropical feel. I mean, Frozen it was obviously ice mm-hmm. and trying to get that real nice ice animation stuff like that. And nice in ice. Tangled, it was <laughs> in Tangled, it was a lot of like light and a lot of these sort of purple colors and yeah. things like that. Okay, I think yeah. light is probably the biggest because like one, the, but the fire lanterns and stuff too. Yeah, um, and also face animations obviously but um <laughs> they were really good they were really good uh but yeah it, it's cool um and it's neat having that sort of thematic thing really carry through and just have them animated so well it's just fun to watch i will say probably the best thing i one of the best things rather that i really liked about moana is the relationship between moana and maui it yeah it, yeah it's good it um, is there there's not even a single like inkling or like a joke about it being like uh, about it being romantic yeah. you know not even like in passing like oh are you two together like ew no you know anything like that yeah. they they never mention it at all they don't even bring it up like at all mm-hmm. the whole thing is very much a big brother little sister sort of relationship and it, and it works super super well yeah and again they didn't have to shove it down your throat that they're not dating which no. 
is something that they went way out of their way to do in Frozen. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they're just like, you know, instead of pointing this out, why don't we just have a male character and a female character and they can just be their own characters? Like, wow, what a concept. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if people will like it. I just, yeah, it's good. It, I mean, that's all you can say. It's just it's good. They didn't very shove it down your throat. Yeah. Very good chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, it's just it very much just seems like like brother and sister, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. and that's I think that's what it's like meant to be like, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of their interactions like when um, when uh, she's like forcing him to train her how to how to, you know, sail properly and stuff like that. A lot of I mean, like the the actress who did Moana, I'm not going to say her name again just because <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. We respect her too much. <laughs> Seriously, she did a really, really awesome job in voice acting. Yeah, like true. voice she acting did. is not the same as like as on stage acting or on screen yeah. acting. Like it's it's a different world. Um, and I think she did it like an absolute natural, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, that's all I can say is that like she did like an absolute natural, everything that came out of her mouth or the character's mouth just seemed so natural. Like she had been doing this for decades. Yeah. Again, I never felt like this was just some no name that they got, you know, uh, I'm not the kind of person who like pays attention too much to actors and stuff like that and names, but I never felt like she was any, hindrance on this movie at all. I didn't feel like she was out of place next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson or any other voice actors. You know what? That's that's definitely true. He never overshadows her. No. And it would have been kind of easy because Maui's a very strong character. He's really funny and it's easy to, you know, it would would have been kind of easy to do that, but it just never happened. Well, they do a good job of also of breaking him apart, also of like tearing away the facade, mm-hmm. kind of sort of, you know. And he's like, not his character is not as deep as Moana either. He gets development, but it is definitely not at the same level that Moana does. So right. they, they do a good job of making sure that he grows and he's not just static big funny man or whatever. But it's uh, it it does a good job of keeping Moana front and center where she belongs. I agree. Yeah. It, it definitely keeps the balance where it should be for that. Yeah. Moana just ended up, I mean, overall, Moana as a movie as a whole just ended up being one of the best Disney movies I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. I did not care as, I did not care as much, shouldn't, you know, because that doesn't mean like I hate it. I did not care as much as Dave did for uh, both Zootopia or Wreck-It Ralph. You know, I don't hate those movies. I don't. I, I, I definitely do not hate those movies. But I, you know, I'm not gonna be you know excited to be watching it anytime soon. To be perfectly honest, right? Mm-hmm. Moana, though, I'm gonna watch that any day. Essentially, yeah. I can watch that any day. Yeah, I I agree with you. I should. I just want to mention this offhand. My wife was home. I think it was last week. Just like whatever. Oh, she was sick because we were supposed to go to like a wedding reception, and I went and she didn't. And I got home and there was Wreck-It Ralph by her desk. I was like, did you just want to watch Wreck-It Ralph? She's like, yeah, I did. I was like, I love you. Mm-hmm. How nice. <laughs> but it was nice. That's why I don't love you. Anyway. I already uh, knew that day. And I don't care for that anyways. Like the, good opportunity. But I agree, <laughs> Moana. Like, soon after I saw Moana, uh, my wife and I were flying out to Detroit to visit family. And on our way out, not on our way back for whatever reason, they had those, like, TVs in the back of the seats and you could, like, pick a movie. And I was like, I didn't I didn't expect this luxury. Like, what am I going to what am I gonna watch? And so I just saw Moana was on there. Like, am I just going to, you know, put Moana and listen to the songs? And like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I did it. Uh, we had one layover and we got on the next plane and they had the same 
same thing and I watched the whole thing again and then I found Planet Earth 2 and started watching that a little bit and I was oh. a little sad that I didn't find that earlier because I would have watched the rest of it just because I oh, wouldn't get the that, opportunity otherwise yeah but, that's that's a hard that's a hard choice yeah but and then I was really excited to get on the planes home and watch it but they didn't have oh. them, and I was really disappointed <sighs> So, I mean, I don't think I can assign a numerical uh, rate. I mean, I can for the soundtrack, but I don't think I can for the movie because um, that's that's putting it up against a lot of other Disney movies. That yeah, it feels like in. you have to, like, compare it up to another bunch of other Disney movies. But, uh, I mean... I mean, we've been com- comparing it to Frozen just because, like, I think we... I, actually, we actually kind of avoided doing that more than I thought we'd be able to, but... Well, uh, good. I mean, I don't yeah. want to bore you guys. <laughs> like, I mean, we... M- Moana and Frozen are, like, the most closely related because Moana's nothing like Wreck-It Ralph or Re- yeah Moana is nothing like uh, uh, Big Hero 6 or Zootopia. Um, or Zootopia you know and nor is Frozen so like those are both the princess movies that have come lately from Disney yeah. so it's easy to compare those two and you know it, it, it kind of adds a little bit more fuel to our <laughs> our really you know old and stale hate of Frozen yeah. that like Moana doesn't didn't really seem to get as much uh, acclaim as Frozen did. It felt like it felt like to me, and this might just be perception. It felt like to me it got more than Tangled did, but still less than Frozen. Yeah, if you think Tangled is just this giant martyr, don't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> died on the and sacrificed the altar of Frozen. This will be an episode for later years of Dave just. Just thinking oh that gosh, it's so Tangled good. just got like stabbed in the it's back so somewhere good. and <sighs> even about to call it a cult classic in which I have to shout in his face for that. Did but I really say that? You did call yeah, it a cult right. classic and that. I was like, oh man, you need to be put in your place. Yeah, I was wrong about that. But you know, I don't want to get into that too much. Not yet. I mean, there's not there's not many movies that I would like put head and shoulders above Moana. That's including the Disney Renaissance. Um, I, sh- I should specify Disney movies. There's not many Disney movies that I would put head and shoulders above Moana, including the Disney Renaissance. Um, if you put it up against these other Disney Renaissance movies that I've mentioned before that I just really, really love or like Tangled, it's not an immediate snap pick for any of them. Like I feel like Moana goes toe to toe with any of those for me. Like you hold you hold um, Aladdin in high regard, right? Yeah. So if you if like for example, if you put those toe to toe. Oh, that's really hard. Yeah. Like it's it's a little bit of recency bias because the first thing that popped into my head was like, well, I'd rather listen to the soundtrack from Moana, and then I was like, that is not true at all. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so it, it's kind of it's been a while since I watched Aladdin, um, but. I don't know. It, it's really interesting sort of comparing how I feel about Princess and the Frog, Tangled, and Moana versus, uh, like, Mulan, Aladdin, and Lion King because I feel like now that I'm older, I have a, I actually have a better appreciation for some of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the movies that I saw when I was a kid, they, they feel like they lose a little bit of their magic because I just kind of watched them as a kid, and, like, they're great, and I love them. But I feel like I really appreciate what they're doing in these new movies. So... I, I almost like the newer ones better, and it's hard to, not necessarily because they are better, but just because, I don't know, I feel like I appreciate them a little bit more fully now that I'm older and I'm watching them like I am, which is interesting, mm-hmm. um, but I straight, yeah, I mean, I, straight I, up I'd put can't. it in, like, top 
top seven pretty easily. You yeah, I I probably do too. I straight up would not be able to ever compare it up to a Disney Renaissance movie. It, it's actually really hard. Well, um, I have too much of a nostalgia bias, and you know this. Yeah, I I care a little way too much about nostalgia. I mean, it's kind of this, it's it's different, but it's the same. Where we 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 recognize that we appreciate these movies very differently, mm-hmm. just based on when we saw them first. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> interesting conundrum. Well, overall, Moana was uh, Disney's latest, still latest, um, you know, princess movie and like movie proper. Um, so, and you know, it is Disney, so a ton of people have seen it. If you were like myself and were kind of like you know complacent upon seeing it, you know, On really, really, was that? On the fence. On the fence. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was. Um, I really advise you, implore you to go and see it. Um, enjoy it with your family. And of course, it's obviously family friendly. Yeah. The songs are super catchy. Yeah, your kids will like the Sharkhead joke, if nothing else. <laughs> your kid, I, your the, kids those, will think it's hilarious. Those do yeah. not. Does it not do it for me? They they took me out. Those are some other things that kind of took me out. But whatever. I mean, it's Minor Disney, things. so they so they know when to keep in the adults and they know when to when to to rake in the kids also too. So yep. of course that's done super well. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you really should. Essentially, yeah. I mean, we love the movie. We've mm-hmm. spent about an hour gushing on it. Yeah, I mean, we try to we try to be fair and like we tend to just gush about the things we love and just bash the things we don't like. But I guess maybe that's just natural. But I can't really think of anything that stuck out to me where I was like, we try to be fair and we want to give credit where it's due for the things we don't like and sort of, you know, make it clear that these aren't perfect. But I can't think of anything really in particular to criticize about this movie. Not, that's that's not true. I can't think of one thing. Um, there are a couple parts in the middle. If you want to divide this movie into your typical Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, I think Act 2 is a little weak. Um, I think sort of from the point they leave Maui's Island to the point where everything sort of falls apart, it's a little meh. What, because of the coconut things? Kind of. I, I literally forgot that they existed for the majority of this podcast. And when you can forget like a major scene like that, it's supposed to be like, oh, actiony. It's like, I think that was another thing that's kind of aimed towards the kids because they're like these goofy little coconuts and they're all their like actions, minions, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of like their actions are all very like exaggerated where they like pull these weapons out of like hammer space. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's all very goofy. And it's just like it doesn't really do anything for the plot necessarily. And then you have like. Yeah, I mean, we sort of expressed some of our misgivings about Tamatoa and some of his music and stuff like that, and it's not, it's not bad. But there's there's parts in there where it's not. You're never like, all right, like, well, maybe during the coconut guy scenes, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of like, all right, we'll get on with it. But yeah. it's just not as gripping as Act One and Three. And Acts One and Two, Three are really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Act Two is just sort of like, okay, yeah. So I mean that's all that all that just say that the movie's not perfect, right? Yeah. It's awesome. It's oh, very yeah. very good, oh, but yeah. it, but it ain't perfect. You we know? need to be better about putting the stuff we don't like in the middle, so we don't like gush on it and then like end on the bad stuff and be like, is it really that good? You I, I know what I mean? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, but because I don't want to give the impression that there was ever a point in this movie where I was not enjoying myself. Uh, 
Well, I think we need to. We also need to probably start talking about movies that uh, we don't particularly enjoy either. Well, um, you would love that, wouldn't you? I would. I would love in the future for us to rewatch The Road to El Dorado. Yeah. I would love for us to maybe even we were rewatch try that today, but it just didn't work out. To maybe even rewatch Frozen. We'll like at, at some we're point, saving that. At some point, we're definitely also going to rewatch. I am, and probably the both of us together, going to rewatch Wreck It Ralph to see if I can turn around on that. Uh, same with Zootopia. Um, uh, probably like when the Wreck-It Ralph sequel is about to come out. You like Zootopia better than Wreck-It Ralph, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. I don't know how, how dramatically, but yeah, I'd say so. Okay. To be fair, I've seen Zootopia only once, and that was in the theaters. How about Big Hero 6? Oh, I keep forgetting about Big Hero 6. That's the thing. <laughs> I think I asked you this question before after we saw Zootopia, and we had one of our fantastic conversations that it was really a shame we didn't record then. But Yeah, poor, poor Chief Weasel was just like... <laughs> Like, uh, He's like, I was at that conversation. I could have made it big. I could have been with him. You know, <laughs> big as we're making it now. We'll have you on, Jeremy. I'm giving you my word. We'll figure it out. Dude, you just revealed his name on the air. Whatever. A whole our fan is going to be really, whatever. they're going to dox him now, whatever. Okay. Um, so thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, thank you for being here with us as we gushed over and over Moana. Um, hopefully, if you've already seen the movie, you know, you found stuff to agree upon with us. And and maybe you'll be like me, who's just going to start listening to the soundtrack immediately as soon as we're done recording this. Um, <laughs> or I'm probably just going to end up watching it. Let's be honest. I'm probably just going to watch it again because I'm just going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually have that soundtrack on my iPhone or oh. my iPod, so I'll have to listen to something else. Oh, I can, I can burn you a CD real quick, I think. Yeah, I'll figure it out. No, I can't. I don't have any blank CDs. Because this is the 20th century. No, it's not. <laughs> CDs. So let's... <laughs> Anyway, so, so with that, um, I think we can call this an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So thank you again for listening to uh, this, our fifth episode of the uh, Why Do I Talk to You podcast. We again want to expend, extend a special thanks to Danny Barrett Huvere for uh, providing the art for us, and again, special thanks to the combined efforts of OC Remix, Rob KTA, XPRT Novice for the wonderful intro and outro music. Uh, hopefully, we will be out on social media or some sort of shareable form where you can spread the word of us or at least tell, tell people listen to these guys they're bad aren't <laughs> they're they bad, yeah, if you'll be listening to us the jokes on you yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this on youtube please like comment and subscribe if you care to it helps us a lot it has absolutely helps us a lot and uh, we will catch you on the next episode take care